Eddie, would you get that, please? Yeah. Depends who's calling. Yeah, the doctor's in. How you fix for bread? I'm all right. You got a place to crash? Yeah, I got a motel. It's just up the road. Nice. It's comfortable. Thank God. This isn't Uh, When did you go out with Eddie tonight? Huh? All right. Yeah, do a little bar hopping. He'll show you around. What do you think? Uh, yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou? Oh, Uncle Lou, I like it. I like it. First rate. <laughs> it's really good to see you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I'm free. How long you been working for Lou? Couple of years, friend. Couple of beautiful years. Pretty nifty bookie operation he's got going there. I set that up. Wow. Yeah, it was a real tough one for me to spot. Well, I guess I'm just a real shrewd guy, huh? Yeah, I guess you are. You and Lou run the whole market? You know, for a guy that just drove into town, you're sure asking an awful lot of questions. What are we doing? My girl's coming along. You don't mind, do you, friend? I don't mind. Diane, this is Joe. Joe, this is Diane. Pleased to meet you, Joe. Pleased to What's the scam? Little pigeon dropping. You think you can handle it, friend? Just tell me what I have to do. You pick up the dropping. It looked like I had to pay my dues by wilding with Uncle Lou's flunky. Fucking fuckers fucked! Well, at least he was a lively fellow. Trump is not dead. The eternal return of Puritanism. Title of this article could be summarized, The Puritan Origins of American Patriotism. There is something deeply irritating in religious, it is this notion of purity, of an original, lost paradise. Which obviously never existed. And so it went. Listen up, maggots. You are not special. You are not a beautiful or unique snowflake. You are the same decaying organic matter as everything else. Tyler built himself an army. We are the all-singing, all-dancing crap of the world. We 
we are all part of the same compost heap. From a Kamajan's Garden of Love, Romance, Sex and Love's Myriad Delusions 1000 Irreverent Quotations, Anecdotes, and Interviews by John Winokur, Henry Louis Mencken unflinchingly battled the fundamentalism and puritanism of his day, and he was the scourge of the American middle class, which he labeled the Booboise. From a free church, a holy nation, Abraham Kuyper's American public theology by John Bold, the public square was to be naked by design, liberated from the tyranny of oppressive, that is, Protestant, Puritan, religion. No longer would the village atheist or practitioner of any religion other than Christianity need to feel publicly uncomfortable. Religious practice was to be relegated to the private, personal sphere where it belonged. This is the way a society should work. A public sphere and a purely private sphere, nowadays everything is mixed. And these idiots of the, new generations, don't understand, what's wrong with it. And as these idiots born since the 2000s have no political culture, they give even more weapons to the states, asking them to take care of them more and more. In the end, we have totalitarian states like those of communism or our Nazism in the 20th century. Except that there is no longer any real physical violence, but that the violence is carried out on the mental level only. We saw it with the Covid, and the all power of the state in the West, which literally locked us up for months. For those who have no political culture, it's totalitarianism. And there's really no point in ranting about communist China when you live in the West, which has much the same way of operating. My gosh, those millennials and the ones who came after, are going to fuck us up with their socialist ideal. From first founders, American Puritans and Puritanism in an Atlantic world, New England in the world, by Francis J. Bremer. The thread that pulls together the stories that I have chosen to tell is the narrative of how Puritans sought to shape a godly kingdom in America. Godly kingdom? Duh. This is partially intentional, to trace how some men and women shape their personal lives, while looking at how other dedicated Puritans sought to create godly communities. Godly communities? Duh. It seems that the religious exports itself very badly, this animal has the tendency to repeat the same bullshit. Puritans were dedicated to raising the kingdom of God. Raising the kingdom of God? Duh. Having transformed oneself into a shining light, the Puritans sought to bring others into the kingdom by persuasion and the example of a godly life. The religious is totally delusional. One of the challenges faced by the first colonists was how to determine the precise nature of a godly order and how to discern between free discussion that promoted their goal and ideas that threatened it. This is the religious person's idea of freedom. You have the right to think what you want, but it must not go against my ideas. From the Puritan Origins of American Patriotism by George McKenna. When the chips are down, when the stakes are high, American political leaders go back to the narrative and even the language of the Puritans. They do it then, especially, because that is when Americans especially want to hear it. They start talking about grace and consecration and sanctification, language found nowhere in the Constitution or even the Declaration of Independence. It is biblical, prophetic language, the language of sermons and Jeremiah's. It reappears each time the nation needs to gird its loins, concentrate its mind, and throw itself against whatever threatens its life. A foreign foe, a domestic rebellion, a great depression, a conspiracy of terror. After the crisis has passed, normalcy eventually returns, and Americans may even become a little embarrassed by what they had solemnly pronounced only a short time earlier. But the old Puritan language will reappear with the next crisis. Basically yes, 
and that's what I find repugnant about Christianism, and what takes it away from the way of the antiquity, which sought reason, which made them strong nations. Alexis the talk will worried about the tendency of modern democracy toward a kind of collective amnesia. For those who have not read it, I advise you to read Tocqueville. You will understand better the modern democracies, and why we have episodes like the Covid and its religious collective treatment. Despite sometimes fierce resistance from Catholics and Midwesterners, by the outset of the Civil War, the Puritanization of the United States had become a fact of life throughout most of the North, and the war itself marked the beginning of its century-long march into the heart of the South. American Civil War W. As about that, not about the segregation of blacks. Black segregation was the religious pretext. Randolph Bourne, one of those critics who blamed the sexual repression of the 1890s on the Puritans, confessed that, if there were no Puritans we should have to invent them. Still true today. The moralistic discourse on the one hand and the immoral acts of these same religious people, who still have this acerbic will to dictate their codes of conduct to other individuals. There is no more immoral act. And this shows the barbaric character of this human species, which takes pride in being the species chosen by God, but at the same time, is the most licentious that exists. And that from a purely biological point of view represents a vehement error of nature. The South, then, was one portion of America that was not swept into what has been variously called, the New Englandization of the nation, and, the Puritanism of the United States. And that's the only reason the South was destroyed. Forget racial segregation, it was all a pretext. Although Cotton belonged to the first generation of Puritans in America, his venture into what Sachin Berkovich calls the genetics of salvation, helped lay the foundations for what later developed more fully. The idea of Holy New England, a land whose providential mission entitled it to God's special protection. The Gospel Covenant, a compilation of sermons. Taken as a whole, the Gospel Covenant was a summons to activism and accountability and at the same time an assurance that God had something great in store for New England. It's funny, but it's always about God, and never about men. This is in contrast to antiquity where it was diametrically the opposite. Now if you think that modern states will ever give freedom back to the individual, you still don't understand the nature of monotheism, a perverse narcissist. From the Puritan origins of American sex, religion, sexuality, and national identity in American literature by Tracy Fessenden, Nicholas F. Radel, et al. Certainly, sex among the Puritans has been studied. The venerable scholar of colonial American culture Edmund Morgan long ago put to rest the idea that the Puritans were not interested in sex, that they repressed sexuality in favor of godly behavior. In an argument that has been cited repeatedly, Morgan demonstrates that Puritan sexuality was idealized as a domestic or familial and reproductive behavior. Nothing has changed, the small bourgeois that is the religious always pisses us off with his family model. Boring. Always the same model of social organization that we drag from monotheism. From new aspects of the history of the family in antiquity by P. V. Setala. There is no term in Greek for family. The private sphere of life was the oikos and the public sphere the polis, the city-state. The oikos is understood as meaning the domestic and family household, which included property and slaves in addition to the members of the family household. The man or kyrios was the judicial head of the oikos. The basis of the way of thought of the community was that men serve well in duties and functions of the polis, while the oikos is the sphere and environment of the women. 
That is why all our modern states are maternalist, for example in the case of COVID. At the same time these modern states want to protect the whole population and at the same time these modern states take away the individual liberties. This is what women do, they take under their protection and remove individual liberties of the young children. Young children, that's what you are in the West. These modern states are maternal states. And even the communism of the 20th century Russia for example, had the same maternal tendency. These states wanted to feed everyone, and this ended in collective inefficiency and tens of millions of deaths from starvation. This is what women do, they are not practical by definition. And all the modern western states have this maternal architecture, whether it is for the left or are the right. It's the same.